You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 12 of Quest for Love. Today, we are talking about that old saying. Well, I don't really know if it's old, but it kind of seems old. We've all heard it said, you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else. But is that really true? I want to talk about this today because I see this quote everywhere on social media. People say it to me all the time. I have clients come to me that say the reason that my relationships don't work is because I don't love myself. And I feel like the answer to this question is a little bit more complicated than it appears to be when we see this quote sprawled out on some motivational poster somewhere. Now, I want to start by saying that I do believe that loving yourself can make it easier to love someone else. If we look at the word lovability, we normally think that word means like how lovable we are, right? Like how much someone else can love us. But when you really break down that word into two different words, it's actually your love ability, right? Your ability to love other people and yourself. So the higher your love ability, your ability to love others and yourself, the higher your love ability other people's ability to love you. Now, that being said, I think that what is even more important than your ability to love yourself is your ability to know yourself. What do you really know about you and how secure are you in that knowledge to be able to put all of your cards out on the table and say, this is who I am, this is what I offer, this is what I'm all about. When I think back on a lot of my past relationships, I can see all of the ways that I didn't do that. I was always trying too hard to be who I thought the other person wanted me to be. I was trying so hard to show them what a great girlfriend I could be, how fun I was, how understanding I was, how easygoing I was, how sexy I was, rather than just showing up as my authentic self and letting them either love it or leave it. But here's the thing, when you don't know and value yourself, it's almost impossible to let them love it or leave it because them leaving it feels like the worst thing that could possibly happen. You're so afraid of that rejection and what that rejection might mean about you that you believe that you'll be happier and more complete and more fulfilled with them in your life because you haven't learned how to give those things to yourself yet. You haven't learned how to feel happy and complete and fulfilled on your own. So in sales, we talk a lot about remaining unattached to the outcome, and dating is very similar in a lot of ways. So what this means is that when I show up to a consult with a potential client, I want my mind 100% of the time focused on getting to know this woman, seeing what she's going through, finding where she is, helping her see where she wants to be, what the obstacles are in her way, helping her to see her mind, to find the ways that I can help her to help herself, 
rather than letting my brain go to, oh my gosh, I really need her to be a yes. I haven't had any income this month and I have bills to pay. And if I get another no, I might just start thinking of a new profession because clearly I'm not good at this. If that's where my mind is, I'm never going to be effective on this consult. That second energy is never going to work in sales. And it's the same energy that causes you to appear desperate and overeager and demanding and jealous and needy in your relationships. So when you really know and value yourself, you're going to be much less attached to the outcome because you will know that it doesn't mean anything about you. You know who you are, you know your worth, so whether someone else can see it or not is really not your concern. And when you are able to embrace every part of yourself and who you really are, it's going to be so much easier for someone else to do that too. When you love and accept everything about yourself, it's going to be so much more likely that you will attract someone else who loves and accepts everything about you too. And if you attract someone who doesn't, you're not going to take that as a personal attack. You're not going to make it mean something about you. You're just going to know that you were never meant to be everyone's flavor and you're just going to keep it moving. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like a relief? If you truly knew and accepted yourself and you were just putting yourself out there in all of your glory with no apologies, you would attract the people who were attracted to your true self, and you would not attract the people who are not attracted to your true self. You wouldn't even have to do any of this weeding out of weirdos because they would weed themselves out. So how do you actually get to this place? This is the starting point, okay? First, you want to get really clear on your values. If you've worked with me one-on-one before, you know this is one of the first things that we do, is get some clarification on the things that you value the most in life and the things that you dislike the most in life. Because when you know your values, that can guide all of your decision-making, that can guide all of your motivation, all of your goals. Research shows that just thinking or writing about your values can make it more likely that you will take actions towards them. And knowing what you value and what you don't is going to help you know exactly who you're looking for in a partner. And when you see someone who doesn't have the values that you know are so important to you, you're going to know right away that that person is not for you. There's going to be no questioning of like, is this a red flag? Am I overthinking? It's going to be very clear that this person does not have your values. The second thing that you want to really work on is figuring out your interests, your passions, your hobbies, anything that draws your attention over a sustained period of time. So if you know my story, you know that I spent an entire year having no contact with any men other than my dad, and that I did this on purpose because I really wanted to get a sense of who I was by myself. I wanted to figure out how to know and accept myself. And during that time, I tried all kinds of different things. I tried improv, cooking, making jewelry, journaling, some of these things I loved. And some of these things I was like, I will never do that again. But it helped me to really get a sense of myself and who I was so that I could feel more confident and secure when I did start dating again in knowing who I was, what I liked, what I didn't like, and being able to put myself out there confidently. 
And during that time, I also got a really good idea of what my temperament was. Now, temperament is different than personality. Temperament is really like the preferences that you are born with. So being an introvert or an extrovert, being a planner or a go with the flow person, um, making decisions based on feelings or making decisions based on facts. If you've done an Enneagram or another personality test like that, it's really about your temperament. Are you a big ideas person? Or are you a details person? So during that time I was spending with myself, I really got an idea of what my temperament was, which is such a huge part of who I am and such a huge part of how I am able to get along with certain people or not get along with certain people. So all of these things, values, interests, temperament, they all go into really getting to know yourself and getting to accept who you truly are. And I would say that getting to know yourself and accept yourself is way more important than getting to a place where you can really say, I love myself. Now, I suspect that if you focus on getting to know yourself and accept yourself, the love is going to come along with it. But I feel like getting to know yourself and accept yourself sounds like a whole heck of a lot less pressure than loving yourself, right? Like when you think, I have to love myself, that's like really intense. So my suggestion to all of you is really just focus on getting to know yourself. If you are recently out of a relationship or if you're single, right now, don't jump into something else. Just spend some time with yourself. Get to know your values, your interests, your temperament. Get really clear on who you are and what you want, because when you put yourself back out there, that work is going to make it so much easier for you. And it's going to help you remain true to yourself. We live in a world that is constantly changing. Things in society are changing. What's cool is changing. What's not cool is changing. If you are always just focused on being yourself, accepting yourself, being authentic, being genuine, all of this madness swirling around us in the world is not going to seem like as big of a deal because you're not always trying to keep up with who you should be, what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to like, what's cool to like, how should you feel, how should you act. You can just go out there and be you and know that it is enough. Know that you are going to attract the exact people who want your exact self. Speaking of those people, they are all in my new Facebook group. It's called Love Starts Here. It's a super fun, supportive community of women who want to improve their relationships and know that in order to do that, it starts with them. I will link up in the show notes so that you can join the group. I would love to have you there. We are totally focused on self-love, self-worth, self-value, self-empowerment, all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast because you know that the quest for love starts with you. So click the link in the show notes, join me in my Facebook group. I would love to see you all there and I will chat with you next week. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.